Hi, everybody. This is Phil the Issues Guy from IssuesProgram.com and Phil the Issues Guy on YouTube. Do you like television? Do you like talking about television? Do you have problems and can't sleep at night? If you any of those things are true, come on down and join Phil the Issues Guy on YouTube. Phil's recap and review or check out IssuesProgram.com to check out our stuff. Basically, what we do is we talk a lot about television, some movies, but mainly television. We do post-episode recaps, live viewings, drunk commentary games, and just general analysis. So if you love television, you don't have a ton of people to talk about television, or you just cannot get enough of some of these awesome shows like Vikings, Better Call Saul, Westworld, Game of Thrones, even The Walking Dead, and some other random shows that just pop up here and there. If you cannot get enough of all those programs and you want to talk about them... Jump on over, join in the live motherfucking chat with some of the best people in the world that all share their thoughts real time whenever we go live. So if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you follow the YouTube channel by clicking that little bell thing, you can find out anytime we go live. You can also check out issuesprogram.com for a backload of all of our stuff and check out our podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, and lots of other places. Huge thanks to all of you and hope you check it out and hope you enjoy it. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Boston Bastard Brigade, Electric Sisterhood, and On Mystery Egg proudly present No Points, No Race, The World's J-Pop and Alternative Art Squad. Bastards and wenches, welcome to episode 277 of No Borders, No Race. I am your king, baby, Dr. Evan Borgo. Thank you once again for tuning in. I wanted to start off today's episode with a little video game recommendation. Now, I know things are a shit show in the gaming industry right now, and yeah, burn Activision, Blizzard, EA, and Ubisoft to the ground. They all suck, but not all game developers and companies are bad, especially when you look at the indie scene. And one game that just popped up on Nintendo Switch, but has been around on Steam for a couple of years, is a little game called Later Alligator. It has you play as a detective doing some dirt digging on a family who's got it out for a little gator named Pat. You attempt to find info on what the family's planning, play a lot of minigames to find the truth, and do your best to save Pat's tail. Later Alligator is hilarious. It's a lot of fun and can be played over and over again in order to find all of the endings and the full truth of what's going on. I cannot recommend it enough. Plus, the game's animators are alma maters of Massachusetts College of Art and Design, so it's got some neat talent from my own backyard. So, if you haven't experienced Later Alligator yet, get on fixing that. So, on today's episode of No Borders No Race, hijackers deal with horror movie monsters, and a new anime film redefines the word sweet in so many ways. Plus, on this week's A Bastard Soapbox, we say a good old fuck off to a Japanese artist that I used to admire. But first, It's playlist time! Remember, as always, if you like what you hear and would like to support these artists, you can find their music on CD Japan, Amazon, Yes Asia, Apple Music, Spotify, Bandcamp, the band's official sites, and your local record store. We're going to start the show off with something new from Oresama. In fact, it's the title track for their brand new double album, which hits stores on October 27th. 
how exciting. I love this duo. I think they do some of the best pop music in Japan right now. So, here are Oresama with Continue World.
passion, freedom, knowledge. The Abstract Japan Podcast at abstractjapan.com.
Avengers in sci-fi with no future, which comes off of their album Unknown Tokyo Blues. While it's been five years since their last release, Avengers in sci-fi have been unleashing new singles here and there, so there is some hope that a new record's coming our way from them soon. The other day, my friend Diana, formerly of Gamer Reaction, posted about a movie that she said to go in blindly when seeing. That film is called Blood Red Sky. The German-American film follows Nadja and her son Ilias as the two of them take a trip to America to cure her illness. However, on the flight there, the plane is hijacked by men wanting to be paid a ransom. During the commotion, Ilias runs for cover, causing Nadja to chase him, getting the attention of the hijackers and shooting her. That's when the tables start to turn, for you see, Nadja isn't dead. Furthermore, it isn't like she has a disease or a form of cancer that she needs curing. She is, in fact, a vampire. Soon, it becomes a battle where a baddie in horror films becomes a hero in an action thriller. Blood Red Sky does a great job showcasing the turmoil that Nadja goes through in this movie. She thirsts for blood, but wants to protect her son at all costs. It results in some quick thinking, and in some cases, having to go ballistic on the hijackers to make sure they don't kill any more hostages. This leads her to use some unorthodox means of both keeping her sanity and her son alive. And you know, I feel like that's all I really want to say about this film. Because there are so many good elements of surprise throughout this movie, so talking more about it will result in me spoiling some really good stuff. It's kind of movie that will have you at the edge of your seat, while at the same time sympathizing with Nadja and knowing everything she's going through to keep not just Ilias alive, but also the rest of the passengers. Now with that being said, Blood Red Sky does tend to overstay its welcome. This near two-hour film could have easily been trimmed down to 80 or 90 minutes. Some scenes towards the end can drag on a bit as you wait to see if the plane lands safely or not. Even some of the impressively gory action scenes could have been halved for the sake of not losing its wow factor. But even with those little flaws, this is definitely a film that's worth watching if you've got two hours to spare. The cast is good, and the payoff at the end definitely makes sitting through the drawn-out parts worth it. You can catch Blood Red Sky on Netflix, and I would give it a 3.5 out of 5. Not a bad movie at all, even if it can drag a bit towards the end. Up next, we've got a little field plan for your taste buds who have unleashed one of this year's best synthwave records. Be sure to also check out their contribution to Shameless Tuesdays from a few weeks back. From Escalator, this is I Want to Talk About Love.
It's the Mike Rogers Show coming to you live from Tokyo, Japan, a year and special. And I'll be with my good friend, Evan Borgold. And you can tune into the Mike Rogers Show. We play Japanese music, Japanese pop, Japanese. Uh, uh, and you can win a bazillion dollars on this show. I don't know how you can, but maybe, you know, if you listen to the show, maybe you can somehow. Maybe you buy a raffle ticket or something. The Mike Rogers Show. Yes! Tune in! We're going to have our year-end top five countdown. It's going to be way cool. And you can hear more good songs just like this.
From their 2002 album, Don't Trust Anyone But Us, that was El Garden with Can You Feel Like I Do? Hard to believe that album's almost two decades old. El Garden reunited back in 2018 after a 10-year hiatus due to creative differences. They're playing shows still, but no word on whether or not a new album will come to be. Now this world of ours needs a damn good pick-me-up. After we've spent the last year and a half dealing with the pandemic and having to put most of our lives on hold, there should be some catalyst that brings the happier times back into place. This past month, a new anime film has arrived that is the epitome of what feel-good rom-coms should be. That film is Words Bubble Up Like Soda Pop, the big screen debut of Your Lie and April's director, Kyohei Ishiguro. Words Bubble Up Like Soda Pop follows Cherry, a very shy high schooler who can only express himself through haiku. A month before his family set the move, he crosses paths with Smile, a girl with a massive following online that seeks for the cutest things in life. But despite her name, Smile is very self-conscious of her bucked teeth, leaving her to cover her face with a mask. Naturally, something starts bubbling in their hearts, which is pushed more when searching for an elusive vinyl record. This vinyl record belongs to Mr. Fujiyama, one of the old folks Cherry assists daily. While it may seem like a trivial thing in the beginning, the importance of this record not only ties together with Fujiyama's life, but also the history of the town they all live in. The more Cherry and Smile keep the search going, the more they start to become more comfortable in their own skin. And thus, the two start to find not just the cute things in life, but also the most meaningful. So if I were to describe words bubble up like soda pop in one word, it would be sweet. From Signal MD's animation to the personalities of these characters, everything about this film is genuinely sweet. And it's not like a forced kind of sweetness, like if you were being tied down to a park bunch and were made to eat one pixie stick after another. It's a kind of sweetness that happens naturally, one that tickles you while embracing you in non-stop warmth. The film also does a wonderful job with dealing with the hurdles that life places in your path. While it isn't as prolific as Jose the Tiger and the Fish, it does deal with a lot of growing pains and overcoming some small hiccups in life. Although she's called Smile, her buck teeth keep her from feeling like she truly can smile, and with Cherry's social anxiety, his haiku is the only way he can fully express himself. But with enough push, pull, and some inspiration from Mr. Fujiyama, these two kids find a way to start hopping over those obstacles. I cannot recommend Words Bubble Up Like Soda Pop enough. This is a movie that came out of nowhere for me and has filled me with great joy. You can catch Words Bubble Up Like Soda Pop on Netflix and it is an absolute gem of a film that audiences of all ages can watch and enjoy. And now, for your listening pleasure, I present to you the song that Mr. Fujiyama was seeking out. From the soundtrack to Words Bubble Up Like Soda Pop, here is city pop legend Taiko Unuki with Yamazakura. この世界の奇跡
の日あのライブハウス稲妻に打たれたように恋に落ちた心の扉を開く鍵ただ一つの鍵Trek to Back to the Future, we've got your pop culture reactions and news over at leakpodcast.com. The League of Ordinary Gentlemen comic book podcast is more than just comic. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts on social at Leak Podcast.
That's a new act from Edinburgh, Scotland that calls themselves Healthy Living. You just heard their debut song, Until. The trio are currently in the studio working on their full-length debut album, with them attempting to release it as soon as possible. And now, dear listeners, a flavor of Boston has arrived. So it's time to dish out a morsel of the Beantown Sampler. Today's Beantown Sampler isn't just a performer, he's a legit professor over at Berkeley. Okay, assistant professor, but that's still impressive. He goes by the name Cliff Notes, and on top of doing his own solo work, he's also collaborated with Still Gold, Gym Class Heroes, and Ja Rule, to name a few. He's also an award-winning filmmaker, and also started up his own digital media company called Hip Story. So think of Cliff Notes as Boston's answer to Boots Riley. He wears many hats and looks good in all of them. From his DeFreeze-produced Social Absence EP and accompanied by Latrell James, here's Cliff Notes with Voodoo Doll. Lately I ain't moving how I wanna move Lately I ain't doing what I wanna do Lately I've been working hard for someone else's dream Should I blame it on myself or on my self-esteem? Yeah, temptation's a bitch and I ain't too proud to beg That me give me your money or you should cover your head Cause when your children are hungry, don't be short with that bread Some people living for their employment are already dead How are you alive if you do the same thing every day? You're a zombie Wake up in the morning, brush your teeth, and then you run over. Party on a Friday, roll a Lucy, then you go to church. Strap for your dinner, hit the track before your morning first. And repeat, 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 repeat. Wake up in the morning, brush your teeth, and then you run over. Party on a Friday, roll a Lucy, then you go to church. Strap for your dinner, hit the track before your morning first. And repeat, 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 repeat. shilling around. At Scarlet Rhapsody, we are an independent web zone covering conventions across the country. Scarlet Rhapsody breaks it down for you. The guests, the dealers, the culture, the cosplay, the trending fandoms, and what makes a convention worth the price of admission. Are you convention cultured? 
you will be. Visit us on the web at scarlet-rhapsody.com, Facebook at Scarlet Rhapsody Media, Twitter at Cons and Churros, YouTube at Scarlet Rhapsody Convention Cultured, and remember, the con is what you make of it, so make it a good one. See you at the con. Terminal and COVID permitting, Yuki will once again be hitting the road on August 23rd to promote the album throughout Japan. And now, folks, it's time for me to speak my mind. It's a bastard soapbox. Well, the Olympics have finally finished up, so we can say so long to the massive dumpster fire Tokyo was pretty much forced to put on. Yeah, the government was to blame as much as the international Olympic community was, but you do have to feel bad for the citizens of Japan, as a big majority of them did not want them to happen this year. And their reasons were fairly understandable, as COVID outbreaks reached huge numbers during the event. But I can go on and on about how much the Olympics were a massive clusterfuck. But then I'd be repeating myself from an episode from weeks back. Actually, it would be me just yelling, I told you so, for six minutes straight. No, no, no. Let's talk about something that really pissed me off just before the Olympics were about to begin. So, 
There were a handful of higher ups who were forced to step down from their roles, including Yoshida Mori, who said women shouldn't talk at all during meetings, Hiroshi Sasaki, who fat shamed a popular female Japanese comedian, and Kentaro Kobayashi, who made a joke about the Holocaust. All of them scum, all of them deserving to be kicked off of their posts. The one that sent me over the edge and straight into pissed off city was that of Keigo Oyamada, who was set to be the composer for the Olympics. Some of you listeners will know him from his stage name, Cornelius. This is a guy that I thought highly of, and even once called his album Phantasma the greatest album to ever come out of Japan. If Eiichi Otaki's A Long Vacation was Japan's pet sounds, then Cornelius's Phantasma was Japan's smile. That is how highly I thought of this guy. Well, it turns out that Cornelius is a motherfucking shitbag of the highest order. Soon after it was announced that he was to compose music for the Olympics, somebody started digging up old interviews made back in the mid-90s with Cornelius. In these interviews, Cornelius made it clear that he was a bully in school. Now, I know some of you out there will say, oh, he was young. He probably learned from his mistakes from back then. You can't judge a guy for what he did before he graduated from high school. And I was in that same boat, too. And then I read the kind of shit that he did. Now, I'm going to read off some of the things he committed as a schoolboy. And if what I say disturbs you, good. It should be disturbing, and it should not be condoned in any fucking way. But for those who have experienced bullying in the past, this part may not be comfortable to hear. So, if you want to skip the next 40 to 50 seconds as I list off some of the things this dude personally did, then by all means, please do so. With that, I am going to begin. Throughout elementary and up through high school... Cornelius forced students to eat their own feces, to masturbate in front of other students, to make them walk around with their penis hanging out, and once tied up a student, threw him in a box, duct taped another box over his head, and proceeded to pour chalk dust all over said head. All of these things Cornelius admitted in interviews with Rock on Japan magazine in 1994 and in 1995 with Quick Japan. And he looked back at these moments with a laugh. And the worst part of it all? Cornelius did all of this to disabled kids. Kids who were having a tough time as is, trying to fit in. And this guy made it absolutely worse for them. Considering my autism and how I was back from elementary school all the way through high school... If I was in this guy's class, I would have been a huge target of his. And that's something that I keep thinking of. He would have bullied me like this. And the fact that this guy was going to do music for the Paralympics, which embraces athletes with physical and mental disabilities, that thought makes me sick. This is a guy who was on Yo Gabba Gabba, which a lot of kids with disabilities love. This is a guy who has worked with the likes of Beck, Sting, Blur, Yoko Ono, and the Beastie Boys. All really good people. 
who have stood up for the rights of so many, including disabled people. This is a guy who practically invented the whole Shibuya K movement. This is a guy who many people, myself included, admired greatly due to his means of creating the absolute best kind of sound. And now, it is he that is eating shit. Never again will I play Cornelius on this show. Never again will I throw praise at his feet. Never again will I compare him to other great performers. And never again will he get a fucking dime out of me. I don't condone bullying. I especially don't condone bullying disabled people. And if you are someone who still gets a laugh out of the misery of handicapped people who are just trying to survive in a world that's made to go against their well-being, then I don't want you listening to my show. Cornelius is a cunt, and I hope he stays in the sewers for as long as he breathes. Amelia's corpse float down said sewer after he passes. And from there... I step off of my soapbox. Normally, this is where I say that these are solely the opinions of myself and no one else. But if you still think highly of this guy after I told you what he did, then you're honestly not right in the fucking head. This shit is unforgivable. Plain and simple. (sighs) Alright. Let's calm down. And play some more music. Up next is The Speed of Sound, who will be releasing their next album, Museum of Tomorrow, on September 17th, which is also the 32nd anniversary of their debut EP. Here's a little preview of the album in the form of Tomorrow's World.
I'm Manda, and together we're Black Compat. We're a growing community focused on diversity, inclusion, representation, conversation, and fun on Twitch. Want to be fam? For chill community vibes, Wednesday nights at 7, join BC Row for the Wednesday wind down. Friday nights, join us for Let's Plays where we explore narrative and single player campaign games. Stop by on Fridays at 7. Catch our flagship podcast, The Tribunal, live every other Sunday at 3 p.m where we talk about issues that are important to us as Black women. Issues like representation, inclusion, diversity, and more within the video games and entertainment industries. Check our channel and social handles to find out when a new tribunal is going to drop. We've got even more content on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter handles, and our website, blackcompat.com. So join in the conversation in whatever way you like at Black and Pat. Remember, always and never or. All times are Eastern. Yamo, hiru sagari no kumo wa oishisona hodo maruku. Soto nemuke wo sasoteru. もうそろそろ時間かな一つ二つ重ねてゆく何気ない思い
Massacre with the Sun Shower, a song that served as the theme song to Room Camp, which was an in-between short season bridging laid-back camp. And you'll be able to hear Asuka again this October when her song Believe Myself serves as the theme song to the anime series Shikizakura. So シンサクエガブラドレッドスカイはアクションとホラーのスーパーラシーブランドです。飛行機のハイジャックハンに対するヒロとしてキュケツキをしようするコットは歌詞恋アイデアです。ただしエガの終わりにかけてのペースに問題
culture-saturated world, what's a nerd to do? Hang out with your good pals on Nerdy Show, that's what. Our flagship podcast is a weekly celebration of the multifaceted D20 that is the modern nerd. When we're not devising horrors that combine VR and spiders or taste-testing weird food, we're discussing the latest geek happenings, digging into our deepest nerd niches, or interviewing a celebrity or two. Head to nerdyshow.com or find us on iTunes and experience a multiverse of awesomeness.
Hannes Mouse with Walking and Running off of this year's The Golden Casket. Thus far, my favorite album of 2021. Modest Mouse are currently on tour, and I just so happened to see them at their Boston gig this past Friday. Well, I will be seeing them, but by the time this goes live, I will have seen them. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Well, that about wraps up this week's episode of No Borders, No Race. Remember, for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos from the Boston Bash Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're in a band and want to be featured on our show, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbashbrigade.com, like us on facebook.com slash bostonbashbrigade, and follow us on b3crew.tumblr.com. And you can follow me, your King Baby Duck, on Twitter, the J-Pop, Video Games, Anime, Amino Pages, Instagram, and Twitch at KingBabyDuckESH. Don't forget to give some love to our friends at Black Compat, which you can find at BlackCompat.com, Twitch.tv slash BlackCompat, and YouTube.com slash BlackCompat. Promotional consideration provided for this week's tracks from Field Player and The Speed of Sound, made possible by Shameless Promotion PR, and a very special thank you to the great Leaf Ford for their contribution to Shameless Tuesdays. Shout out to Kabar PR for sending down healthy living, and a huge dose of gratitude to Clay Inferno for sending us clip notes for this week's Beantown Sampler. We're going to end the show with a band that hasn't been showcased here for quite a long time. In fact, upon doing my research, I haven't spun anything from them since 2014. It's Gangnang Boys, who have returned with a new song that's being used as the theme to this season's Sunny Boy. It's a lot different from what I'm used to from these guys, but it's a hell of a good song. So... Here are Gangnang Boys with Shonen Shoujo. And until next time, this is your King Baby Duck reminding you that you don't have to be from Boston to be a bastard, but it sure helps. <laughs>
This is your King Baby Duck Evan Borgo from the Electric Sisterhood and your host for the No Borders No Race podcast. Each episode, we play the best, brightest, and hottest acts from Japan, America, Europe, and the rest of the world. Every song spun is but a mere taste of what you can expect of the artists heard, so if you truly loved what hit your eardrums, please be sure to support these musicians and buy their albums, EPs, and singles. Places like Amazon.com. CD Japan, Yes Asia, Bandcamp, iTunes, and even your local record store are great places to plop down some sweet moolah to let those artists know that they're doing a heck of a good job with their melodies. The more an artist gets support from listeners, the better the chance that they'll come to a venue nearest you to play the sounds that won your heart. This message is brought to you by the Boston Bash Brigade, reminding you all to support your local, national, and international artists any way you can. 